Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And coming at you this time uh, with another solo episode, uh, as we do from time to time. Uh, As you guys know, uh, these are always based on conversations I'm having, uh, things I'm talking about with athletes, things I'm talking about with other coaches, questions, feedback that we get uh, at enduranceminded.com. And uh, I have have a a really good one today. What I want to talk about is um, how I think that the path to success is probably um, more simple than we think. And what I want to do is I want to break down five areas that um, that I've seen through my experience, both as, both as an athlete as well as a coach, um, in uh, five areas that you can have uh, get the most impact to set yourself up for success. Um, and specifically, you know, what we're seeing this time of year, uh, early spring, is so many athletes are wondering uh, what they should be doing so that they can be successful when um, when the season comes around, as they get closer to their goals, be that a race, uh, an event, uh, or, or whatever those goals are. Um, typically, they're uh, they're a little further away, so we want to know, you know, what can we be doing now that's going to set us up for success? You know, what are um, what are the things? Are they workouts? Are they um, is it planning? Is it goal setting? What is it specifically? What uh, the question I get all the asked all the time from athletes is what what workouts should I be doing, and that's where we that's where we come at things um, as athletes, right? That's typically where we lead from. Is what what are the physical things that I should be doing from a workout perspective, perspective from an execution perspective? That's going to um, that's going to get me where I want to go, uh, and that's certainly a part of it. Uh, but I want to break it down. And as always on this show, uh, provide a little more nuance, dive into some of the areas that we might not be thinking about, uh, dive into some of the areas that when, when I mention them to athletes or when I talk about them to other people, it often is, um, can come as a surprise or it's not the thing that we, uh, that we, that we think about uh, out of the gate. Um, so again, I want to break down five areas um, that we Uh, can think about or maybe should be thinking about or or give our energy to. Um, And the goal is that these things are simple. They're they're not, um, there is certainly a tendency to overcomplicate how we reach our full potential, how we reach our goals. Um, And at the end of the day, it's it's really not that complicated. Um, It doesn't mean that it doesn't require focus. It doesn't mean mean that it doesn't require um, a tremendous amount of buy-in on the athlete side. Um, but, but it's, it's what I've found as I continue to, um, again, to grow as a coach, as an athlete and an athlete to think critically about the athletic experience. It, it, it's very fundamental. Um, and it's not that complicated. We just have to do, um, just have to do a few things really well. Um, and we have to do them consistently. Um, so I want to, the areas I want to talk about today are those areas that we need to do well and we need to do consistently, um, and that will add up to success. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. 
As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. So the first area that I want to talk about is is the workout component. You know, it's the prescriptive component of of what we do as athletes, right? We follow workouts, we follow a plan, we we follow some sort of progression, some sort of um obviously a physical component that's going to hopefully or the goal typically is to elicit some level of progressive fitness such that we're more prepared um, down the road than we are right now. But where we tend to get sidetracked or, or maybe often what we what we look for is is a really um, maybe it's really complex um, Typically what I find or what I hear from athletes, you know, and, and a lot of this too is, is because we have so many options these days, right? We have so many, so much availability, so much access to, to workout content, um, be that, you know, in some sort of, um, some sort of uh, electronic or virtual training environment, whether you're working with a coach, um, if you have a coach, you still have access to, you know, apps and uh, pieces of software. And then, of course, there's um, marketing content out there. There's magazines, blog posts, um, social media. The list goes on and on. So there's so much visibility and access to training content. And what that tends to elicit is a quest for the next best workout, the next best thing that's going to make us, uh, you know, insert an adjective better, faster, stronger. Um, and what I've found is that typically the things that work are just not as sexy as we imagine that they will be. It's not some super cool, fancy workout. It's not some complex approach 
to a particular training session or a group of sessions, you know, a macro component of our training. It's, it's typically, and again, this is just through experience. It's, it's coming back to fundamental kind of foundational skill sets and doing those things consistently enough such that we can see progress over time. So, you know, it's not, um, it's not necessarily mixing it up every week, you know, new exciting interval sessions, new types of ways to structure um, workouts. That can certainly be part of it. I'm not saying that the prescriptive component and the execution of that training should be boring or bland, but we have to keep a common thread. We have to give our bodies the opportunity to adapt. And to do that, we have to provide um, a consistent type of training stress that is going to elicit the type of adaptation that we hope to get. It's going to move us towards our goals. And when we switch things up and we we're constantly looking for the next shiniest, brightest, sexiest workout, we often miss the point of the fact that our body needs consistent exposure over time to certain training stimulus such that we can, we can adapt and, and grow. And, and, you know, typically those workouts are these, you know, fundamental um, sessions that don't really have to change that much over time. Um, we can use, you know, cycling as an example, something like in the early period uh, this time of year, you know, it might just be coming back to, you know, sustained sweet spot efforts, right? And doing those things enough week over week, maybe we extend the intervals, maybe we increase the frequency of those intervals, Maybe we keep them the same and we look for efficiency. We look for a lower heart rate and higher power. Um, it's, it's, it's having a, the opportunity to look for adaptation, to come back to, to the drawing board, to come back to those sessions and give yourself a chance to put in the work so that we build the systems necessary to get to those you know, sexier workouts down the road, those, those you know, exciting interval sessions, those things that get us fired up or the the types of sessions that we think about when we think about training to reach our full potential. But, but truthfully, again, this time of year, the building blocks to success are much, much simpler than we often imagine. It's those foundational sessions, you know, on the run side, it's, it's sustained tempo work. It's looking for, you know, am I going further um, and faster with less perceived effort? You know, is my efficiency growing? Is my engine building um, those, the things needed to build that efficient engine, that aerobic capacity, um, are these tried and true sessions that we just come back to week after week. And it's, and it's, it's the willingness and ability to come back and know that that work is going to build the foundational components necessary that you, that you build on down the road later in the season. And so, you know, again, simplify, right? The road to success, certainly now in the early spring, is probably not as complex as we think, right? It's pick a pick a workout, identify the areas that are going to support the work that we need to do later in the season and come back to that week after week. Do that work, put in the time, look for adaptation, look for changes, and allow your body the opportunity to set the pace for that growth, you know? And, and so, Fight the urge to switch it up too much. Fight the urge to, you know, get ahead of ourselves and do those, you know, those high-end sprint sessions when when we we don't have that foundation yet. We don't have the capacity built. Um, and again, this is specific to 
these kind of earlier, you know, build stages. But um, so workouts is number one, right? Simplify, give yourself the opportunity to, to grow, give yourself the opportunity to come back and put in that work such that you can build that capacity. You know, it's probably not the more dynamic workouts, the the real top end work, the real complex interval sessions. It's doing something like three by 10, you know, week after week after week and looking for change. You know, are they getting easier? Am I getting faster? Is my heart rate lower for higher power output? However you want to, you know, whatever metrics we have at our disposal, um, are we getting better at this work that is building efficiency? So um, take your workouts again and think about how we can simplify them um, and let that be part of the, the, the road to success. Um, next area is goal setting. So I've talked about this a ton uh, on this podcast. As you guys know, if you're listening to the show, um, you know that I'm a big fan of goal setting. And, but I keep coming back to it because it keeps being something that we don't give the time, space, and energy to that we, that we need, uh, or that I think is necessary. And, and the real reason is that you, you have to know where you're going to reach your goals, right? And so let me break that down a little bit. As athletes, we're really good at saying, you know, okay, I'm going to do this race, right? So sign up for an event in July. That's a goal of mine. Um, you know, the distance, the time, the, the whatever it is, you know, it's going to make it something that's challenging. Um, and, and, then, and then we stop there, right? Okay, so, so that's great. But, but how do we get there? right? How do we understand what that process looks like? So we, we have to dissect our goals in a way that's meaningful and provides us a roadmap that enables us to get there, right? And that's where we, that's where we, so, so the timeline typically, or the, you know, the, if we connect the dots for, for lots of athletes, it is set a goal, start exercising, right? Start training, so we, we skip a lot. We, 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 we build a really big bridge to get from, okay, I just signed up for this race to now it's time to get to work. Well, there's a lot of stuff in between that we need to dial in. And some of that I want to break down today. Um, but once you set that goal, and again, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, so that's an outcome-based goal. What are our performance and process goals? What are the steps that we need to take on a daily basis that are going to get us um, to that goal down the road. Um, so, so take time to set your goals and, and again, dissect them, break them apart, understand what they mean, set expectations around them. Are they obtainable? Are they realistic? Um, does that process that you put into place make sense for your life? Um, is it obtainable? Is it sustainable? Again, all that matters is consistency over time. So is it something that you can come back to repeat every week, um, hopefully for many, many years to come. Um, we want to set ourselves up for sustainability. Um, we want to set ourselves up to be in a position where we can reap the benefits of athleticism um, year round for years to come. And to do that, we have to have a more dynamic approach um, and a more thoughtful approach to, to our goals. Um, so, but take the time to set them and then take the time to, to break them apart again, to dissect them. Um, that's going to be, um, 
again, it's it's a simple thing, right? Here's my goal. Um, what does it take to get there, right? But that's a step that we we skip. We often, um, we, again, we go from goal setting to training, and then we don't think about though how does that training, um, how does it add value to our lives? You know, it, does it take up an appropriate amount of time? You know, we've we've talked about um, it being a piece of a pie, right? Training. Training, again, the prescriptive component, the physical execution of um, towards our goals takes up a certain amount of time. Is that amount of time appropriate and sustainable within the greater pie, within family and work and other responsibilities and other extracurricular activities? Um, is, it, is it a sustainable portion of that pie? So goal setting, um, another area that very simple, but... Not, not necessarily as exciting as sign up for a race and getting straight to training. Not that that's not, that's not fun or that we shouldn't do that, but take a breath, take a beat and dissect those goals and take some time to really understand what that process looks like, what it's going to take for you to get there and how you can do that in a way that is, um, that's sustainable, that, that you can, uh, that you can, you know, sink your teeth into and enjoy. Uh, hey everyone, uh, I recently came across a new product on the market uh, and I wanted to take a moment to share it uh, with our listeners. Uh, Access Nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc, iron, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, this is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds, uh, any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. Uh, so without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for abs absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, you can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So, so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org and use the code THOMASENDURANCE um, to get 25% off uh, your order. And um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's, uh, it's a really uh, cool product. I think it could be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org. Code Thomas Endurance for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. All right, third thing, nutrition. 
So um, we've been talking more and more about nutrition on the show. We've had um, we've had some different uh, folks. We've we've had uh, Amy Pusey. We have our, our TEC team dietitian Christine Zimmerman. Um, we have some more um, uh, nutrition experts on the show coming up uh, later this year. And the reason that you know it's a little bit of a, di- a divergence because it's 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 slightly outside of kind of this emotional psychological components that we try to try to you know sink our teeth into um, so much on endurance minded. But the reason that we come back to it is because it 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 one it matters tremendously, but two there is an emotional component to to eating to fueling our bodies, and so the reason I bring it up in context with these. These other things that um, that are important this time of year. Nut- nutrition is is important year round, and that probably goes without saying. Um, but specifically this time of year, where athletes find themselves is that we forget to think about food as fuel, right? So maybe we we've taken a lighter training load, uh, we've had some time off, you know, we're coming off of a you know the kind of new year still. Um, it's a very transitional kind of transient time of year and that's fine. You know, there's, it's good to have that downtime. It's good to, um, to pull back, you know, still stay focused on your goals, but allow for some space. And maybe in that time period, we didn't have to be as cognizant of our fueling strategies. You know, we of course want to fuel ourselves uh, in a way that's healthy in a way that makes us feel good. Um, but you know, it wasn't. We weren't maybe doing enough volume or intensity, where it was quite as critical uh, in terms of our you know nutrient density, uh, our caloric content, our meal timing. Some of these key pieces that, as we start to set our sights on, okay, again to answer the question, what is it? What are the things that I need to be doing to make me successful down the road? Here we are in March. What do I need to be doing now to make June, July, August, September, and so on look? look as good as they can. Nutrition is, is something that has to shift. And so if you're in that boat where, you know, you're feeling fine, you're eating well, but again, what I see happen is as we start to ratchet up the volume, as we start to work on our limiters, as we really start to think about what are we doing that's, that's building uh, the foundation to make us successful down the road the nutrition piece can slip sometimes. And we just don't realize that maybe we're doing more. We're burning more energy. Uh, we're using more calories that, you know, the types of food that we're using to fuel might not satisfy our needs anymore. So think about or turn a critical eye to nutrition and think about a few things. One, I think it's always important as an athlete to think about food as fuel, right? So it's the gas in your tank. So, you know, you can put good gas in there or you can put shitty gas in there. You can decide, you know, how efficiently you want to run your engine. No doubt that good quality food um, is a good place to start. And I'm not advocating for one approach or the other, but good food uh, that comes from good um, natural sources, less processed, so on. Um, you guys know, you know, the kind of general standard. Um, so starting there. Again, thinking about food as fuel and then thinking about a few other things, nutrient timing, right? So in, in what proximity to your exercise are you fueling? Again, so often we're making the switch um, and, you know, we eat lunch and then 
make the, you know, as an example, we eat lunch, we do our workout after work. So now, you know, five or six hours have passed and we didn't fuel. Um, we haven't eaten since lunch. And we wonder why our energy stores are low. So thinking about, you know, are we fueling in a way that sets us up for success? And maybe that's having a snack, you know, 45 minutes to an hour before your workout. If you do have um, a, a longer um, gap in your fueling kind of window. Um, so thinking about uh, the timing, thinking about density as well, right? Not all calories are created equal. Um, again, we've talked about this on the show, but, you know, calorie with a capital C. We've gotten very wrapped up, certainly in Western culture, over over the calorie. And the calorie has become the be-all, end-all. Um, not all calories are created equal, right? Uh, we could have, um, you know, a less nourishing, um, quick meal from, you know, uh, a fast food restaurant and the same calories from, um, from, you know, a whole food salad. And those things are not created equal, right? So, so the calories that we consume, we have to think about where those calories are coming from. And again, specifically as athletes, um, we have to think about how our bodies are using those calories for energy. And if we have more dense more nutrient density, we're going to feel better during our workouts. We're going to have, um, you know, better fuel, cleaner fuel. So again, just starting to shift. And I'm not here to say there's one best way or the other to place blame or, or shame. If you, if you feel like you haven't, um, um, you know, been, uh, fueling in a way that's setting you up for success, but it is a good, it's good practice to try to shift our mind to think about um, think about our bodies as as machines, as engines, right? And we're fueling ourselves because we want to reach our full potential. And to do that, we need energy, we need nutrients, we need vitamins. Um, not to mention how that impacts recovery. Right? I'm just talking about the fueling side, um, but the the ramifications on the sleep quality the recovery, the muscular repair, all these types of things, the list goes on. Food is literally, you know, it's the most important thing as an athlete. If we're not fueling correctly, then the workout or, you know, we could have the best workout in the world, but if we're not able to execute that workout to its fullest extent or to our highest potential, then we've shortchanged ourselves. We've limited our abilities. And so that nutrition piece is really important. And the reason we want to get ahead of it now or start to shift is because but because now we can start to set ourselves up for success, we can put systems in place, we can start to test fueling strategies, we can, we can understand what works and what doesn't, and we don't have to tinker with it when, you know, when we're really in the swing of things, when we're really trying to push towards our goals. Um, that's not the time to make tweaks with our nutrition. We want to have that dialed in. Now we want to understand, you know, what do we eat when we wake up in the morning? What do we eat as a snack? What do we eat during workouts? How do we hydrate? Those are the things that are going to help you be successful. Again, not, not super exciting necessarily, um, but so critical when we think about what actually creates um, opportunities for success down the road. So number four, um, taking an active approach to success. So what I mean by that is success doesn't come without work, right? And one of my favorite quotes, I actually got this from my dad, it's, it's, it's engraved in my brain, um, and it's something that I 
you know, truthfully live by is that the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary, right? So if you look up an S word, look up a W word, obviously success is before work. That's the only place it occurs. Um, and that's for good reason. It's because we have to put in the work. It's an active process to set ourselves up for success. So let's relate that to the athlete experience. When we say, okay, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. This is the athlete I want to be. This is the experience I want to have. Okay, now what? Right? Now what steps are you taking to make that success a reality, to make those things come, uh, come to life? And it's, it's not something that just is going to fall in our laps. It's going to take... Um, it's going to be an active process. Again, it's going to take um, a, a certain amount of buy-in. Um, and, and we have to understand what that is, right? We, we can't, so we'll use just a very basic example. Okay, I need to, um, the only time I have to work out, you know, during the week is in the mornings. Okay, well, I could say that, but what am I doing to make that happen? If it's a challenge to exercise in the morning, then what steps am I taking to, to try to position myself um, to be successful? Am I going to bed on time? Am I, you know, again, uh, fueling in a way that helps me sleep, that nourishes my body, that helps me recover? Uh, am I limiting distractions in the evening? Am I doing things that are going to help me have a restful night's sleep? Am I trying to schedule the rest of my life so that I have the opportunity to be present for that workout in the morning. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing entirely to do it. And typically it requires work. It requires some sort of effort for us to make that thing happen. The early morning workout is just one example, but we could repeat that throughout really every touch point in our lives as athletes, as we reach towards our goals, you know, okay, I need to feel better, right? I know that I need to eat uh, uh, food that helps me feel better uh, throughout the day, that helps me feel better during my workouts. Okay, great. Now what are you going to do to make that a reality? Are you going to shift the way that you shop for food? Are you going to think about shifting your relationship with food? Are you going to shift how you think about food uh, from just something that you do um, to keep you from feeling hungry to food as fuel because you're an athlete and you're trying to reach your full potential and you're using your body in a way that requires energy. Um, you have to take steps to move in that direction. Again, it's an active process. So now is the time to think about what those processes are, right? Okay, this is how I'm going to, to define success, right? We've laid out our goals. We've, we've outlined the ways in which we think we're going to be successful or we would like to be successful. I'd like to finish that race. I'd like to, um, I'd like to, you know, accomplish this particular distance. I'd like to cover this ground in this amount of time, right? Whatever those goals are fantastic. Um, now how do I get there? Right? What's the process to help me reach, um, that type of success or success in the way that I've defined it? Um, and, and the great thing about that is that really bleeds into all areas of our life, right? Okay, 
I want to be successful in my career. Um, what does it take to get there? Right? What am I going to have to do? What work am I going to have to produce to think about? Um, who am I going to have to surround myself with? Um, what are the things that I'm going to have to do to produce that type of success, the, the success that I've um, defined as uh, what's appropriate for me, what my expectations are. So I love that, you know, again, just it's not as easy as saying this is what I want. We have to figure out what those active pieces are that are going to set us up for success. And again, just to reiterate my favorite quote from my dad, um, the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. So remember that one. And uh, number five, mental skills. So this is certainly now we're getting into the meat of what we love to talk about in endurance minor, which is um, that so often the things that 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 interrupt our success, the things that interrupt our ability to reach our full potential have nothing to do with the physical components. It's as they say, it's it's what's between your ears, right? It's it's in our head. It's how we're thinking about how we're compartmentalizing um our identity as an athlete, the successes we have, the inevitable failures that we have as we're um, as we're on the road to reach our full potential. So, so now's the time again, bringing it back to what are we doing right now that's going to set us up for success, and how can we simplify that process? And one of the one of the places we should be spending our time, we can spend our time, is thinking about how to set ourselves up mentally for success. There's a few ways to do that. One um, is that we want to have a more nuanced um, conversation around what success is, right? So again, typically we set a goal. Maybe it's an event. Okay, I want to do that event. That's how I'm going to define success or failure. Okay, that's fine, but let's back off of that a little bit, right? What would success look like if we didn't reach our goals during that race? How could we still ensure that we feel like the sum total of the effort was worth was worth it? Um, would it be that we committed to a consistent training schedule? Could it be that um, that we found a way to integrate athleticism into our lives that adds value? Um, could it be that we realize the value of carving out that time for ourselves and that actually that exercise, you know, on a daily or weekly basis made us a better person, it made us feel better about ourselves and allowed us to be the person we need to be for other people in our lives. So that's, that's, that's how we define success in the process. Um, maybe the race goes well. Um, maybe it doesn't. That's part of it. Um, that race you know, if we take a step back is also a part of the process, right? It's a benchmark along the way. So these are mental skills, right? We, we diversify how we think about success, how we define um, failure, and we give ourselves the tools mentally to navigate um, those experiences when they happen. So it's not if, but when, right? Because the road to success is not a straight line um, and it will be filled with all kinds of setbacks, right? Even if it goes great, um, still setbacks, still things are going to happen, right? You're going to get sick. Um, you're going to have to work late. Your kids are going to get sick. They're going to, you know, whatever it is. Um, 
there's going to be disruptions. And so we have to understand how to mentally cope with these, these things in a way that allows us to see the greater, um, the greater goal allows us to see the value in the process as a whole. And it's not just one workout. It's not just one race. It's not, it's about putting that process together over time in a way that makes us feel good about ourselves, brings joy to our lives, allows us to tap into our body's full potential in a way that, that so many people are not able to do. Um, and, and so that's in our head, right? How we cope with those ups and downs, how we think about ourselves um, throughout that process, that's, that's mental. And we can set ourselves up to be better at coping with those things, to have the, school, the, the skills in the toolbox to be able to navigate whatever comes our way. And now's the time to do it. Again, if when we're deeper into the process, when we're more close, uh, when we're closer to our goals, when we're more invested, um, it becomes harder and harder to navigate these, you know, mental and emotional disruptions, these things that pop up, self-doubt, um, imposter syndrome, you know, fear um, about it, you know, it's going to be hard, right? The nature of certainly endurance specific goals is that we seek them out because they're challenging, because they're hard. So we electively put ourselves in this position for something that's going to be really hard. Um, that's scary. And we can get in our own heads about that, right? It's easier to bow out. It's easier to operate within a level that we know we can we can excel in versus put ourselves out on a limb and really butt up against the real opportunity for failure. So we can start to, you know, we've all had it where it's scary to start. It's scary to stay with it. It's scary to show up to the start line. It's scary to put yourself out there. Um, that's, that's, that's okay, right? Recognizing that, understanding that there is real growth um, when we um, push towards our full potential, towards the fullest expression of ourselves as athletes. And it's not that we have to sign up for the longest, hardest, most challenging thing every year. It's just that we, we want to be able to butt up against that failure and know that if it happens or it doesn't happen, that's okay right? That, that we can still define success and the pursuit of that athleticism uh, is still valuable enough that that's how we can define success. Um, but again, that's between our ears, right? So much of that conflict happens internally. It's not because our bodies aren't ready to execute or we didn't get in the type of training that we wanted or, um, you know, whatever it is, it's because we got in our heads and then these other things started to happen. Then I didn't show up for workouts. Then I wasn't fueling properly. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't, you're right. So it starts to cascade. Um, and that really starts uh, from the mental side of things. So to recap, five things, simple areas that we can work on right now to set ourselves up for success. Again, the goal is that it's, it's probably or hopefully simpler than you think. It's not elaborate workouts. It's not new gear. It's not you know, any of these flashy new things. It's fundamental foundational pieces of our physical and emotional selves that are going to set us up for success. So five things. Number one is workouts, right? Don't 
Don't be too drawn in by these super sexy, flashy sessions too early in the season. Give your body the opportunity to build capacity. And that's coming back to these really tried and true sessions, things like tempo workouts, sweet spot, steady state. Um, These are the pieces that are going to build and allow you to execute at a higher level down the road. And they're not necessarily that exciting. We need to do them week after week after week and watch our bodies develop and watch our bodies grow and adapt. Um, Next is goal setting. Um, uh, Dissect your goals, right? Set those outcome-based goals. Get, you know, have lofty ambitions, but make sure we come back off of that. Understand um, the process. Understand what it takes to get there. Build your roadmap and do it now so that you understand what it actually takes to get to your goals. Number three is nutrition, right? Again, make that shift. Think about food as fuel. Think about um, nutrient nutrient timing um, or fuel your fueling window. Think about nutrient density. Um, make sure you're thinking about food in a way that's going to set you up for success, both on the performance side as well as the recovery side. Next is success as an active process, right? So again, um, the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. Um, think about what steps it takes to actually achieve the success you've said that you want, right? It's easy to say it. It's harder to do it. So what are the steps? What's the work that's going to be required to help you uh, reach your goals? And now's the time to start, right? How do you execute consistent workouts? How do you get sleep? How do you balance your training in a way that feels productive and adds value? How do you leave yourself space and time for other areas of your life that fill your cup? Um, It's an active process and set it up now and take the steps you need to get it done. Lastly, number five, mental skills, right? So often the things that get in our way are, have nothing to do with performance, have, have nothing to do with the prescriptive component of our lives as athletes. It's the space between our ears, right? We get in our head. We don't understand or we haven't provided ourselves the tools to cope with failure, to cope with the highs and lows that come with pushing towards our full potential. And when those things happen, we haven't built that skill set. We get derailed. Um, and it's unfortunate because it doesn't have to happen. We can build a skill set mentally that makes us more resilient athletes and makes makes even those failures a valuable part of the process and something that we can come back to and face um, with confidence and know that that's going to be um, that's going to add value to to what we're trying to accomplish in the long run. So. I hope that helped five things uh, to make success simpler for you this year. Um, As always, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for the ratings and reviews. Please keep them coming wherever you listen to your podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, Drop us a rating, a review, enduranceminded.com. If you have any questions, um, check us out there. You can drop a comment at the bottom of the screen. I'd love to hear from you. What's, um, what's resonating, what's not, what's on your mind, how can we help? Um, this, is, uh, this is what I love to do, and I love to help athletes understand um, what they can be doing to reach their full potential. So again, uh, enduranceminded.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.